0: everyone, to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for
1: Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Brad, I am so thankful to have you join me today. This is like a decade in coming. (laughs) Yes,
0: it excited to be here thank you for having
1: me thank you for being here you and i have a long history and there's also a long gap
0: yeah it's been a few years in our story
1: (laughs) you are the author of stark naked metabolic 21 day reset yeah you work with athletes Mm -hmm. you work with trainers you work with police officers swat teams you've trained all kinds of different people yeah in the course of your life that's when i met you
0: yeah yeah my specialty is high performers so anyone under a lot of stress performing at a super high level dealing with fatigue energy issues they're trying to get the most out of life that's the realm i spend the majority of my time in how many years whoa uh started in 1995 it's been a few years it's a few years
1: (laughs) you're an authority on um, the constitution of peak performance, spiritually, emotionally, physically, because I've seen you go through training in all those spheres. Yeah, tell me a little bit about how your book came about.
0: Yeah, so my book came about came out in two thousand fifteen. It was after a period of time in my life. It was two thousand seven, eight, nine horrible economy. I'm running a gym trying to stand out. And I decided that I'm going to make an Olympic team in my mid thirties to prove how good my stuff is. And so I tried out for the US bobsled team. I make it. It was an incredible journey. I trained myself into the ground. I was following all the rules of uh, the more you train, the better you are. And the cleaner you eat, the better you are. So I was training twice a day, six days a week. I was following the paleo diet, not eating carbs. And I was physically performing at a very high level. And I woke up one morning to a baby girl, my first child, and all of a sudden the reality of whoa, ninety miles an hour in a tin can, people die doing this, bad idea. So I immediately retire, but think, what a great dad I am. At that point in my life, I was two oh five. I literally had an eight pack. I was running a four four forty, had a forty two inch vertical jump. All in my mid thirties, it was uh, it was phenomenal. But two so the weeks-
1: mechanics of who Brad is was optimized
0: from a physical standpoint yes Mm -hmm. but what i didn't understand were things like energy i just didn't understand that i thought the more energy we expended the healthier we were i had these misbeliefs I, i wasn't even registering to me that i was drinking two or three red bulls a day to get through my day i was constantly tired and irritable and dragging but as soon as i retired within two weeks of that my whole metabolism just crashed All of a sudden I was a type two diabetic. I was a type two diabetic and I hadn't eaten carbs in 10 months. My thyroid collapsed, my hormonal profile collapsed, everything just collapsed. And I was just a shell of a person. So the metabolic reset was what I discovered from a physical standpoint that needed to happen. All the lifestyle stuff that needed to happen around that level of training. It basically was simply, you have to have periods of time of rest and recovery, regeneration periods. And I didn't believe in that back then. I thought I was just work as hard as you can all the time. And so what the book is, is my discovery of that, is that periodically we need a break from the stress, a break from the performing, just times to regenerate. And so that's how that came about. But it was still really focused on the physical realm. It was still around the training. So let take a break from training, eat certain ways, rest more. Mm-hmm. But it was still, I, at that point in my life, I just thought I could physically outwork everything. And, oh, I just need a period of time to recover and regenerate to be able to have that ability to outwork everything.
1: Pedal to the metal stuff.
0: Yeah. So you can still go pedal to the metal, but once or twice a year, you got to do this reset and break and then kind of regenerate and then keep going. But I just always believed if I just was strong enough, fit enough, I could handle anything. And physically I could, it didn't matter what you threw at me, I could handle it. But what I was missing back in that period of time in my life that I didn't understand was the mental, emotional, spiritual side of things.
1: So where did all this lead?
0: Yeah. So uh, things were going really well. 16. What are things? Just life in general. My business was killing it. I actually I built a gym up and I sold it in 2016 right after I wrote my book. Started speaking all over the world. I was consulting with some of the highest performers in the face of the earth. So at that point in my life, I, I was I was making it. I had, my business was killing it. I just sold it. My speaking business was going off. Consulting was going off. I'm married with two children. I thought I'd figured it all out. It was kind of at the, the high point of my life, feeling like everything was couldn't get any better. i finally, I finally reached that point that I was trying to reach. That all came crashing down not long after. How? Uh, so first thing off, I find out I'm going through a divorce that I didn't want to be going through. I, I didn't, I had no idea. Kind of got the rug kind of got pulled out from under me there. Then not long after that, you know, COVID sets in. Then not long after that, so then my speaking business gets wiped out. And then gosh, not even a year after that, my father passes away. He was my best friend. Um, I just found myself in a pit of Absolute despair, agony, pain, and all of a sudden, my solutions of working really hard and working out and strength—all of a sudden, that wasn't working. It was this whole realm of mental, emotional, spiritual. I was just completely lost. I remember Mm -hmm. after my father passed away, you know, I'm I'm divorced. My father passes away. My business is wiped out. Everything that I stood for was gone. I remember just laying in bed thinking, "I don't even know what to do. I I have don't know where to turn." Everything I represented is gone I wanted to give up, but I had two little ones that I, I that wasn't an option but it was the most emasculating period of time in my life because everything that I represented was gone I had no solutions for it exercise wasn't helping uh, I mean I was at a point where I lost 30 pounds I just I couldn't eat I couldn't sleep I, working out was the only thing to slow my brain down so I was working out a bunch I couldn't work I couldn't focus on anything. And I had. You no, couldn't even
1: make it back to my office because I talked to you yeah, think, in the middle of that time and you couldn't even pull things together enough.
0: Yeah, to I, was, of, I was a walking train wreck is the best way. I was yeah. full of shame, guilt, like all these things, like how could I have let this happen? I, I was the person who had it all together and I was demonstrating that. I just didn't understand that I didn't really have it all together and I had no solutions on how to deal with it at that point. All, all I knew was then all of a sudden the victimhood kicked in like... Everything. I just I was just at a state of the best word I can describe it was despair. I was lost. I had no idea who to trust, who to turn to. I, I was super lonely. I mean it was it was a really rough period of time and it lasted for years. That was the other thing like Do you know
1: what, Brad? I remember that. I just see you get tear eyed just even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's still hard to talk about. Yeah.
1: You're a remarkable human being. Mm, thank you. You're one of the people I have most respect for because you managed to tap into the importance, the value of discipline. You're such a disciplined person. What began to turn it around? And when? When did this begin to turn around? When did Uh, the free fall stopped? I love what you just said. Hey, this was years. This wasn't a month, two months. This wasn't even a year or two. This was years. Yeah, I... When and how did the free fall stop?
0: It's funny there were there were periods where, like, I, I started off going to therapy. That's all I know today. I just, so I went to started going to therapy, and I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I hated who I became at that low. Like the darkest parts of me came out. The 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 numbing everything. Um, I would use energy drinks all day long to have energy. So if I would just stay busy, I didn't have to think about it at night. I'd have to have a drink or two to calm down, to sleep at night. I didn't want to commit to anything. I I was just like the worst version of myself I'd ever been. And I think I needed to see that person Mm. to to understand kind of my dark side of my life like that just that I think we all kind of have that
1: our depravity we all need to come face to face with our depravity for sure yeah
0: I didn't want to see it I didn't want to look at it I didn't want to accept it I didn't want to I didn't want to believe that I could be this person but I was and so like the therapy started to help I remember I went to something called on-site in Nashville a really good friend of mine he actually's like hey I'm paying for this for you to go you have to go he goes I'm tired of seeing you like this you need to make a turn and so he sent me to this camp called Onsite in Nashville. It was literally like ten months of therapy in seven days in a group setting of people. Mm-hmm. Just like it was probably the most amazing experience I've ever had. That was definitely the turning point. And what it did was just shattered my life, but it gave me an opportunity to start to rebuild my life. How? I just I had a clean slate. I, I had a lot of understanding of where this ugly side of me had come from. You know, it's a lot of it's from family stuff, you know, and generational oh, nice. past. down. I learned that from you, actually, one of our meetings, you talked to me about generational things Thanks, being yeah. passed down. And so I come to realize like, oh, there are these things that I, I have to overcome. And the only way I was going to see those things was to end up right where I ended up. And I, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, it's like your trauma is either transformed or, or transmitted. So I kind of knew at this point with my learnings, talking to you and this onsite was that I had this, Decision to make of either I avoid this, ignore it, numb it like I'd been doing, and I pass it on to my children or I step up and face it. And so that really started the battle of facing it. And I'm going to be, I'm still battling. I'm still facing it. I'm still growing from it. I have highs and lows. You know, I do see. My light side, I see my dark side. I can recognize them. I even have like a kind of a, a transitional side of me when I'm you know, kind of switching back and forth. So those have become much more obvious to me. And now I'm just in a state where I'm just really laying out my values, how I want my life to look. I've, I've cleared out anything and everything that I would use to numb. Like, so there, you know, there's no alcohol, there's no energy drinks. There's no sodas, because sodas are a good tool to calm me down. So I just, I've gotten rid of all those things. I don't exercise overly too much anymore anymore. Um
1: and you're in great you're in amazing shape
0: yeah still. I, I feel at forty seven yeah that I've always physically taken care of myself really well uh, and and that's a that's a pride thing to me because I'm working with high performers I, I really want to be able to demonstrate that. So like my, my son's playing an eight year old football team. I'm one of the coaches. I'm the oldest coach. I have my cleats on every day. I'm out there demonstrating, like showing them how to move, showing them what to do. And I love it cause little kids be like, dang coach, you're in really good shape. And mm-hmm. yeah, so like, like, I love that part of it. And, and, and that's, I want to demonstrate that to people. Like I think a good life involves being able to move really well. I want to live... And
1: being a product of your product. That's yeah. one thing. You've always had a measure of integrity in the things you did. Yeah. Okay, you missed the emotional, spiritual constitution of your life. Yeah. But you got one third right. Yeah. And now you have the rest of your life to work on the other two. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. I love what you said. You had to become a product of the product.
0: Yeah. And and, and within that, what I'm realizing is that to truly be a representation of that product is... You have to deal with the mental side. You have to deal with the emotional side. You have to connect with the spiritual side. Like like the voice of God is super, super loud in me, but I've ignored it my whole life. If I just would have listened throughout a lot of the, a lot of the things I went through, it, it was speaking to me and I just ignored it or, or, or passed it away. A lot of the toughest things I've dealt with was ignoring the voice inside of me, guiding me. I, I, no, 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 that can't be right. And, and Isn't
1: that interesting?
0: Yeah, that's kind of the big lesson I'm learning right now. Like it's been there and i just choose to ignore it or think that i understand better or
1: what's amazing is we spent a few hours talking about this when i saw you now seven eight nine years ago yeah i think it's been seven years since you and i connected and we had this very conversation about that quiet still voice yeah and what i love about your story is sometimes we can have knowledge of something yeah. and we carry that knowledge in our anatomy and our physiology but understanding is a function of the soul yeah and when you have knowledge and understanding applied that's wisdom yeah and it takes years it takes time yeah. to apply the things because we have to navigate through all them through the minefields right yeah. of guilt shame regret fear yeah
0: Anger. That was a big one for me. Anger. Yeah.
1: It is for everybody, whether yeah. people realize that or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I... I, I
1: what were you angry at? Life, or What were you angry about?
0: I was angry at life. I was angry at God. I was angry at everything being stripped away from me. You know, kind of all my, having my identity gone. Uh, I, I see the beauty in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recognize that i it's the dark places that, that wake me up, that... I'll allow those learnings to come in. I'll, I'll accept it because I have nowhere else to turn. Um, so unfortunately, my life is kind of it, it takes off. It's really good, and then it, I hit a dark point. I, I unfortunately I learned the best in the dark in the dark times, which is hard. To, I wish it wasn't like that, but I accept
1: it. What message do you have for people that are striving? Because every time I thought of Brad, I thought as Wow this guy is just so structured and disciplined and faithful and committed. He strives. Yeah. But there wasn't that part of abiding that becomes essential food for the soul yeah. and the mind and the heart, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's slow down and listen. Um, yeah. I didn't want to do... I was scared to do that. I think I was lying. I, I, don't, I don't think... I, know I was lying to myself. I, I was believing things were great, but I knew I was lying to myself. I knew I was lying to everyone else because I had these... These areas of trauma and pain that I didn't want to face, and so the only way I was going to face them was to strip it all away and make me face them.
1: And that's the grace of God. He's yeah, so, he's gentle, although it hurts so bad when you really think about it, Brad. He's so gentle about it. Yeah, we make it hard. Yeah, because we resist.
0: Yeah, and I, I was using structure and all that stuff to control it.
1: Where did that need for structure and to control everything come from? Talk about early developmental stuff. Because I, there's a lot of people that are struggling with the same thing, but don't have the words to express what's happening to them. Yeah. Whether it's cancer, autoimmune diseases, broken marriage, failed business. Yeah. Their life is falling apart, but yeah. they're still holding on to striving. Yeah, What can you say in your early childhood developmental years, experiences, or that of your ancestors, by the way, yeah. that caused this to be so ingrained in you? For
0: me, it was always this deep wound and fear that I wasn't enough. It, it took a therapist, he picked that up. Like that that's my deep wound and my biggest fear is that I'm not enough. And so I'm always trying to prove to the world that I'm enough, that, I, that I'm valuable and that I matter. And that he stopped me one day and he said, so give, give me a list of some of the people you've worked with. And so I labeled off these people. And he's like, would the 18 year old, do you be pretty impressed by that? I'm like, oh yeah, because at 18, like I didn't think these people were even real people. Like I, where I grew up, you saw them on TV. And he's like, now here you are influencing their lives. Like, would you have been impressed by that? Would that have made you feel like you were valuable? I'm like, yes. He said, well, do you feel valuable? I said, no. I feel like I have so much more to give. I feel like I have so much more to do. Like I was just in constant state of striving. And he asked me, when does that point come? Like, when will you have done enough that you matter? And it was at that point where I realized, oh my gosh, th- there will never be that point.
1: That's right. There will never, never be that enough. point.
0: It's, not, it's So that like what I was striving for, instruction for, trying to strive for, I realized was the emptiest thing I was doing for myself.
1: The most effective, efficient, prolific human that ever lived. Whether you believe he's, he was who he said he was or not, was a person of Christ. Yeah. And he said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you yeah. rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden and light is yeah. light. And come and learn from me, right? Yeah. But that takes acquiring now the discipline of abiding. Yeah. I see the pain in your eyes as we speak, and I see your, you well up with tears, and I'm so excited our lives are connecting again at this juncture. Yeah, me too. Because I think... No, I don't think. I absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I can get you on the other side of this torment. Yeah, because you still carry a lot of the battle wounds. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. It, it, it's it's still a. I'm not going to lie. We it's do. A, it's a daily struggle, and and I've fought a lot with God. I've 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 given up on Him. I've come back to Him. I've been angry at Him, but all, all knowing that, like, no matter what I do to control it or try to make it right, it, without without stepping into that it's it's not it's not going to get where get me where i'm trying to go no nope. it, it's it's yeah i mean that's just if i'm being yeah, honest because where where struggle. do you
1: think that quiet still voice comes from right yeah it's that quiet beckoning i love the scripture i stand at the door and knock for a lifetime yeah for a lifetime yeah but it does take a lot of courage and it takes the utmost of disciplines. To go through that door and say here come in make your dwelling place in me yeah. because we have to die to ourselves yeah. in that process and people like you you're a fighter yeah you don't know what pause let alone stop means yeah right
0: well and it, it the most uncomfortable part of getting rid of all my vices that would you know, allow me to push harder than i should help me to you know calm down I, once i cleared all those things and it's little this is just in the last couple months the feelings are so big and so scary, and. You just have to sit in them and deal with them and feel them. And that is the hardest, scariest thing I've ever had to do. And, and I had to go through another, another hard time to get to this. point. For the last six years, it's been my head. You need to just step away from all that stuff and feel and deal and, and go right. all in. I didn't want to do it because every time I'd start, it gets scary You can't sleep. Like it's tormenting. It's hard.
1: Well, I know what I know. What we can do, like tomorrow, like immediately. And some of the resources and technologies that you know, I have some neuroregeneration regeneration resources, some biofeedback resources, some acoustic mirroring resources. And honestly, Brad, I don't think it has to, we deal with first responders. I've dealt, I, we work with professional football players. We deal with people in all walks of life. We recently had a boy who literally was having a psychotic breakdown. The parents were freaking out, couldn't take his meds. God bless them. He didn't want to they yeah. weren't doing anything for him but i'm telling you in 4 or 5 days of doing the saraset protocols every brain responds differently right we yeah. can we don't diagnose we don't treat we don't cure we can't make claims but i'll tell you the transformation that i have seen from the resources we have are really amazing yeah. and just to follow through with that i'd love to we'll talk about how to make that happen and i want to have you back yeah because i think you're going to feel like a different human being i love that Yeah, Yeah. because in the pilgrimage of everything you just described, right, the brain develops workarounds, and it's saying, okay, if the mind, the heart, the will, the conscience of Brad is taking us this way, then to keep the body alive, we'll develop these workarounds. I'll develop this, I'll do that, so what? To sustain and protect the life of the body. Yeah. And that's where the double-mindedness, that's where the split, I think, starts happening, right? Yeah. That's where um, our soul, the stories we tell ourselves are going one direction, but the bo- the story our bodies are carrying is a whole other narrative. Yeah. And the disparity between those things, that's where we see depression, anxiety, autoimmune diseases, cancer, all these def- different things. Why? Because we can't advance in this potato sack race, if you will, with one leg going to the right and the other one going to the left. Yeah. We've got to operate with balance, harmony, and coherence. Nobody knows that like you. Yeah. This is instrumental in training. So really the same principles you try, uh, um, you applied to perform at, at the level that you do and that you did are not much different, believe it or not. They're just much, much, much different. Much harder yeah. because you have to go through the boulders of anger, of shame, of regret, yeah. and of like you said, unworthy and not being enough. Yeah, I will tell you something, and for the sake of those listening to us, that's a womb wound.
2: Yeah,
0: for I something
1: I'd... about conception, something about in the womb, something yeah. was going on with mom. Mm-hmm.
0: So I remember that was the biggest takeaway I had when we met was. I spent all this time trying to figure out where in my childhood did this happen to me, and and mm-hmm. my parents were great. You know, they had rough childhoods, but I couldn't figure out the moment where like this was the wound. And a lot of people could say like, okay, it was this moment with my mother, this moment with my father. No, I couldn't find it. And the biggest gift you gave me was telling me like, oh, this isn't about that. This is a generational thing. This has been passed on. And you said if you don't solve it, your children will take it. That's right, and I keep hearing that message of of you have to, you have to stop it.
1: Yeah, slay this dragon right here.
0: Yeah, and and I'm watching my son, like I'm reliving. I'm I'm watching my son have the battles that I had at eight years old. That's right, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't, I don't want you to carry that. That's right, and it's it's all it's all self worth, and like I have to be perfect, or I'm not going to be worth. And I went through all that. And he and I just cried in the truck the other night because he was so distraught and emotional thinking that he wasn't, he has his incredible abilities and and his passion for his sport. They'd love so much and he's so good, but he keeps telling himself that he's not.
1: Give him to me for one week.
0: Yeah. You will not recognize
1: him. Yeah. And you two together. Listen, this is not your darkest hour. It's your finest moment. Yeah. Riley, who's sitting right there and set up all the equipment for us. She bears witness of that, yeah. but she also bears witness of the literally thousands of people and the amazing testimonies that we have. I understand the anatomy of dissent because I've, you've become disciplined in physical peak performance. I've tried to develop a discipline in understanding the philosophy, what's true and what's not, and the theology about God is or God isn't, and how all those two disciplines work in understanding how the soul works through the brain in the body. Yeah. So, I speak about the philosophy and the theology of psycho neuroimmunology. It's not about this one camp, that one program, this one therapist, because there's amazing, gifted people in all of those spheres. Yeah. It's about going after these generational things, and you have to have a measure of understanding of, wait a minute, something bigger than me is happening here and I can't put my finger on it. And it's explained by this quantum field of energy, if you will, the spiritual realm, and how the soul, right, the mind, the heart, the will, the conscience of a person is able to determine the consequence of what it has accessed in light or dark, good or bad, right or wrong, just, unjust, demons, angels, however you want to look at it, God, Satan, it doesn't matter. What is it you're drawing from and what has been the consequence in how your brain works and is it congruent with laws of nature, self-evident truth, and our natural affections? That does have a consequence in disease states, Brad you know, I'd almost rather people tell me very, very little about their story. I just like to have them enjoy the peace and quiet in the office. It's a wonderful space. And I'd rather quietly do these biometrics and give them feedback from the reports that are generated and the narratives that I'm getting from their very anatomy. It'll tell me the whole story. Then I ask them pointed questions and immediately, like literally their jaws drop, like they think I'm some witch doctor or something. Mm -hmm. I'm not. It's just we're made in the image of God, spirit, soul, and body. So we have His image and our identity. Our families of origin are only one-third of the Constitution. Two-thirds is our ancestors and the other third is God who said He had foreknowledge of us since the beginning of time before the beginning of time and case in point you said virginia i had this quiet still voice speaking informing directing inspiring guiding me and you know what i was too busy i blew it off and by the way brad that's like okay that's why you're the amazing trainer you are and you're the remarkable man that you are how many kids can sit in their car and cry with their dads yeah That's the beauty in the ashes. But neither of you have to live in that torment, and I think that's the message of rest. And just looking at you, it's made me realize, God has, you know, I've been pursuing you now for a few months, right? But I've been thinking about, i got to connect with Brad, i got to connect with Brad, three, four years now. So this is a divine appointment for us. This will end, I promise you, I'll show you how. The psychology of the parents becomes the biology of the children one year prior to conception. So when you really think about, and you're an expert when it comes to, I know you're an authority when it comes to the metabolic function of the body. What happens to a cell within a period of 12 months?
0: It completely regenerates. That's right. Yeah.
1: So one year prior to the conception of your son is 12 months that you and your wife went through a, an absolute regeneration transformative process. Now, neither of you knew it or understood it, either did Ray or I, right? Most people don't understand what's happening to us. But when you conceive that child, look at the genetic constitution of that child, yeah. is that narrative of what was happening with you the year of conception and the year before. Yeah. And the, the nine months of, you know, during conception, and of course the 12 years, the 12 months before. So then you add to that, your lives, the dynamic the everyday yeah. challenges of life and all of a sudden this boy's own metabolic functions are being prepared to be born into the dynamic that he was conceived in yeah so he has a set of tools and resources and everything that are amazing that in god's divine plan prepared him to be your son yeah but now you're absolutely right. Slay the dragons, right? Yeah. Slay the demons that are passed on from generation to generation, yeah. and your grandchildren and your children will live from a whole different place yeah. of freedom than you were able to.
0: Well, it's funny because it's it. I was very poignant of, uh, very aware of this in me, and not wanting him to take it. And no matter how I spoke to him, how I built him up. Like he's never. No one's ever told him he's not good. No one's ever told him he's not worthy. No one. Like it's always been the opposite of that. And so to see it come out, I'm like, holy cow! Like this has just been passed on. Like this is in him. Like it was in me. My father saw it in me, and it would bother the hell out of him. And you, it's just not breakable, the way we've been going about it. Like there's, there's just. I recognize there's such a deeper.
1: There's a spiritual constitution to yeah. it. that's why.
0: Yeah, and you just. Doesn't matter how you eat. Doesn't matter how you work out. Doesn't matter how it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how positive you talk to someone. If that's there, you're not breaking it. Mm-hmm. it you can just see it being transmitted. Like it just was just given to him.
1: Yeah, our stories begin in the home of the home of our parents' parents' parents. A hundred percent. I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not. Your darkest hour. It is your finest moment. Yeah. Because peeling back the layers of this are no different than what you're going to help me do after neglecting to work out and train (laughs) and everything for the last 20 years. It's no different. Yeah. It's just requires a deeper understanding of some spiritual dynamics that are almost unbelievable, honestly. Should I not have had to come face to face with? dark things that are transmitted generationally i wouldn't have believed it
0: yeah well i'm at a point now where i know that's what's going on
1: you feel it and you see it
0: i feel it and i see it and then with the conversation with my son in the car i was like whoa because i I remember asking like who told you that he's like well nobody i just know it i'm like oh so you're telling yourself that he's like well yes because i know it
1: you know why because demons will speak to you in your voice yeah God is for us, 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 God is for us. us. We are the object of His deepest affection. And the tears that you shed for your son are absolutely nutty, are a grain of sand in comparison to the thoughts God has for us and about us. It's just we live and breathe in a really complicated ecosystem yeah. and something is opposing us at all times in our good intentions. Paul, nobody said it better than Paul, right? There's this war that's raging within me and I don't do the things I want to do and the things I don't want to do, I do. And somehow there's this struggle and a, a wretched man, yeah. he basically describes exactly what it's, you've been navigating.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel.
1: I asked Riley to print this out Because hearing you speak made me think of this song, Graves to Gardens. Are you familiar with it? Mm -mm. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love, which is a place of surrender. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and my flaws. Lord, you've seen them all, and yet you still call me friend. And that's that constant knock. The God of the mountains is the God of the valley. There's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again." It goes on and on and on. But as you were speaking, I thought, oh, this is the story of redemption. This is the message of the gospel. This is the good news, yeah. that we don't have to be enslaved by the bondage that we can't seem to reconcile in the depths of our soul. Yeah. You're doing some amazing things, and I plan to go see you immediately, even well, though I'm, I'm in the middle of writing this book. I'm just going <laughs> to throw caution to the wind. <laughs>
0: I know, I know I, that nightmare well. <laughs> do, I, I know you do. That's why I'm
1: going to go and do the hard work. I keep telling Riley, I just, I'm falling apart because my heart is in the things you neglected. Yeah. And God's saying to me, that quiet, still voice, you better stop neglecting your temple because you're 63 and things aren't going to get any easier. So I'm going to go see you. Tell me what you're doing. Tell us what you're doing now and how you've incorporated. And how you are incorporating this amazing transformational experience that you're in the middle of.
0: Yeah, so we, we just actually launched this new gym called The Weight Room. And it's taking the best of personal training. So the individualization of personal training, the progression of great personal training, combining it with the class environment, the community, the, the motivation that comes with that. And it's a beautiful thing. And then we're also including, okay, here's all the things you need to do outside of the, the weight room to have more energy, to be more engaged, to live the life you want to live, not the life you have to live from a physical standpoint. And we're really focused on the physical side of things because what I've noticed is when people get smart with that, start to take better care of themselves in that realm, they're actually a lot more likely to want to face the deeper stuff, the mental, emotional, spiritual side of things. I've, I've seen that happen a lot. And so we're really going after those people that are, they're beat down, life's been robbed from them. And they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And that's the people we want to step in next to and, and, and basically help start that process of bringing them back to face it, to, to get that strength, that confidence back, the, the ability to have the energy to want to deal with it. How,
1: how is the sensitivity that you have gained through so much suffering really making your workout program and your training program completely different? Yeah,
0: my ability to be vulnerable, my ability, my ability to share, to not be afraid to, to, for the longest time, I didn't want anyone to know what I'd gone through. I didn't want anyone to know that I'd failed, that I had ended up where I ended up. So I just kind of stepped out of the world and just hid. So I connect now with a lot of people that are in my individual training. A lot of people I'm now working with, they're in a bad place. They're they're broken. They don't know where to turn. They're hurting. And I have a very, I have this tender heart that I was always thought was a thing of weakness. That I'm recognizing mm-hmm. as my greatest strength. So I can, right. I can meet people where they're at. I can I can cry with them. I can be there with them. And I can help kind of walk with them as they take this journey. Because it is scary as hell. And I'll never not acknowledge that fact. It is the scariest thing to face. And I see most people never wanting to face it. So those people that want to face it, those are the people I tend to attract now that I get to work with as I get to take that journey. Which then pushes me to continue to want to face more, dive deeper, find better, better options. Like like this like the work you do like I want to be able to give people all that 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 here go try this out go see this person you have to address this as well and the people I'm now working with have all been through hard times they've all had life ripped away from them and they've had to rebuild and you know our common a our common thing was we all kind of started with the physical side like let's rebuild our bodies let's get our energy back let's get that back and then it always leads into the deeper stuff and that's just the reality of it is that it's coming you're going to eventually have to deal with it. My driving force is, I want to slay that dragon. I don't want to transmit my trauma and my pain to my children. I want to transform it so that they have the opportunity for a better life. That they don't have to go through what I went through. That they see it, they get it early versus late.
1: Graves to gardens. Yeah. Brad, it is an honor to know you. It is a privilege to hear your dreams, to listen to your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your passions, and to honestly listen to the story that explains you. I know there's a lot more details and our listening audience is going to want to hear more as you are able, because I think it'll meet them, help them in that place of need. But yeah. for Natalie's sake, clearly state oh. the name of the gym yeah. where it's located.
0: So the name of the gym is, is called The Weight Room. And it's located inside Infinite Training Centers at 766 St. Clair Street in Costa Mesa. The website is theweightroom.us. We protect this. So just not anyone can just show up. So it's kind of hard to get into the class on purpose. But if people uh, just shoot me an email, brad at theweightroom.us, or they get on our Instagram, which is theweightroom underscore CM, Just send us a message and we'll give them all the information on how to get in. And I know if they've listened to this, they're coming from a good place. They'll be a good fit. But we're really protective of the community we're bringing into this place.
1: Thank you so much for coming and joining me this afternoon.
0: Thank you for having me. It was fun.
2: your love, hey. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing, nothing No